This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. On today's podcast episode, I have a returning guest, the incredible Steph Giorgio. Mind food, Steph, how are you? Hello, Tash. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. I'm honored to be here. I'm actually living my best life in Bali at the moment. I've been here for 48 days. Unreal. So you've had to apply because I know that your initial visa for Bali for Australians anyway, it's 30 days. So how much longer can you extend and how long are you going to stay there for? What's the plan? (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming back. So I initially came to educate at a retreat and then, yes, I extended my visa another 30 days. That's as far as you can extend it unless you do a visa run. So you do have to leave the country and come back. But I need to go home because I'm going home for Christmas, seeing my family in Melbourne. So I am coming back. Uh, on the 3rd of December. But yeah, it's really easy to extend and everyone, they come here, they love it, and then they just stay. And if you can, why not? Oh, I reckon. I actually was supposed to be in Bali this week with Sunny, um, but we had to cancel. Yeah, we had to cancel our trip, unfortunately. But for anyone that's outside of Australia, Bali is such a close destination for us. And it's actually cheaper. I was thinking of flying to Queensland with Sunny instead, and it was going to be cheaper for us to stay in a really beautiful resort and fly to another country. Um, So for us, Aussies, Bali is such a popular destination and it's beautiful over there. And the people are just gorgeous. Like they're just the loveliest people. They really are. They really are. And hopefully 2024 will be possibly running retreats. Tash, maybe that's something we need to talk about. <laughs> I think so. That sounds pretty good. In Bali? Yeah, in Bali. Let us know if you've listened to this episode and it's something you'd be keen on, like a mind, body, food, health type of wellness. Maybe the Girl Fit Method and Mind Food Steps can come up with something. I think we possibly could. We've just got to wait for the people to ask yes. for it and we will deliver. <laughs> All right. So slip into our DMs, either Mind Food Steps on Instagram or Mind Girl Fit Method, and we'll see what we can come up with. Done and done. Sorry to spring that on you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that sounds like a great surprise and I'm definitely in. Sign me up. <laughs> All right, so let's get stuck into this episode. Today we're going to be talking about body image, very big topic. And what I love about you, Steph, is you've kind of come up with your own concept around helping women, I guess, come to terms or improve their body image. And I'm going to hand that over to you shortly. But before we do jump into that, I guess, you know, such a huge issue, I think, that every single female, regardless of who you are, has dealt with is a poor body image. And we all know what that looks like. I remember days where I would put on an outfit or I'd just wake up feeling bloated and yuck, and that would ruin my whole day, regardless of what I had on or how excited I was for the day. The fact that I felt so uncomfortable in the way that I looked dictated to me how my day would go. And that's a really, really horrible place to be. And I think because that's a common experience with a lot of women, that's why a lot of women tend to want to seek after new diets, training programs, because 
they don't like the way that they look and they feel like, you know, losing the weight or looking a certain way is going to be the answer to them actually starting to like themselves and not hate themselves, which, you know, can, I had a conversation with someone yesterday and I'd I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Steph, but I don't necessarily believe that there is no correlation between confidence in the way that your body looks and liking the way that your body looks with weight loss. I think for some people, mm-hmm. they a reflection of how they feel about themselves is how they treat their body. And sometimes that can be through consuming foods that they know don't provide them with a lot of energy. It's almost like a self-sabotage thing. And they don't want to mm. exercise because they don't feel motivated, but maybe it's because they feel like they're actually setting themselves up for failure. So, you know, by implementing those habits and improving their health overall can absolutely mean that they have a better body image. But when it comes down to it, when we talk about like how you truly do feel about the way that you look, that needs to be an internal thing and not an external thing. That's just my opinion. I'd love to hear your thoughts. 100%. You've unpacked so much there. And if you're listening to this and you struggle with your appearance in the mirror, you're not alone. A survey found 56% of women and 43% of men were struggled with their appearance or they were disappointed with their appearance. And honestly, just being in here in Bali, I work with a lot of bodybuilders. I've met women who are 10% body fat, who've just competed. I've met people in larger bodies. I've met people who are absolutely shredded. Everybody's got problems. So being skinny, being shredded, you are not exempt from body image problems. Couldn't agree more. I And do you know what? And you've probably seen this and it's probably hit home for you so hard being in this profession and knowing that yourself. And it's the same with me. It hit me when, you know, we've worked a lot at here at Girlfit Method with lots of quote unquote conventional, beautiful women, right? And I mean, what even is attractiveness and what is beauty? It's all very subjective, but let's just talk about what society sort of deems as the ultimate, right? And these particular girls have got it all but they hate themselves and it's never, ever enough. And as someone that's outside of that viewing, I go, well, hold on. Like if this person doesn't like themselves and they look the way that they look, then what hope do we all have, (laughs) you know? And then that's when you kind of realise it's got nothing to do with the exterior, does it? No, it doesn't. So if we break down what body image is, it really is the mental picture we form about our body as a whole. And this includes physical characteristics, which is our body perception, our attitudes towards our body, which is our body concept. We've also got our physical body, how it, how we see it. And often how we see it is not how it actually is. So your body image isn't just a reflection on what you look like. It's how you feel about your body. It's how you relate to behaviors incongruent or congruent with your body, which means are you doing behaviors that support a healthy body image or are you doing behaviors against a supportive body image? So there's four aspects. So there's the perceptual body image, which is how you see your body. You've got your effective body image, which is how you feel about your body, your cognitive body image, which is what you think about your body, and then your behavioral body image, which is the behaviors you engage in as a result of your body image, which is what you said earlier. If you think very poorly about your body, you are not likely to engage in behaviors that 
nourish and look after your body. Whereas if someone tends to see their body more favorably or doesn't have that real self-critical voice, they might treat their body differently. But it's a case-by-case approach depending on what someone's been through. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is the huge amounts, like those percentages of people unhappy with the way they look are really massive. And I would even say, you know, I'm curious if it's even more than that because, Mm. and I would say it, it is, it depends on who you're asking at what stage of life they're at. Commonly, as we get older, you know, we hear people say, I just don't care as much anymore. And you kind of reprioritize what is important to you. Um, and I have found that in my own life and I'm I'm not sure what your experience has been. So I wonder if, you know, how many people were asked at what age and what stage of life they were at, because I think at yeah. one point or another, I think every single person has experienced that. And we also know now, like that's huge stats as well for men is there's this, this real pressure on men to look a certain way too. Um, so that's really interesting. Okay. So let's talk about, I want to kind of figure out we've got these huge percentages of people that are really unhappy with themselves why mm-hmm. why is this something why? that we almost all can kind of say yep I get that I felt that before yeah it comes from a few different reasons if you have you know grown up in western society and you're around our age bracket we grew up with the whole western thin ideal we grew up with Dolly magazines, Clio magazines, the media telling us that thin is beautiful. And we received these messages at a very young age that you need to be thin or you need to lose weight. It was a very weight loss era, low fat, low carb. It was normal to not be satisfied with your appearance. And that was also the rise, I believe, of social media. I think our generation is when social media started, Instagram and Facebook, all of that. Maybe I'm a little bit older, but anyways, what happened was we started to compare ourselves. We started to compare ourselves to what we saw online. I remember I used to follow all these bodybuilders and I used to follow all these people who were super lean because they were the ones, I guess, who were on social media first. And this has messed us up. This is called visual adaptation. And it's a term used to describe When we are constantly exposed to perfectly engineered faces and bodies, it actually tunes our mind to see them as normal and see ourselves as outliers. So what that means is if you're constantly looking at low body mass or people who are super shredded or lean or thinner or taller, whatever, you will perceive average bodies to be much larger than what they are. It actually distorts what you think is normal and how you see your own body. Wow. That's got to be a new phenomenon because this has only like really been an issue for the past, what, I don't know, 20 years probably now? 100%. And do you know what's funny? I've been in a villa for a past, no, both my villas have not had long mirrors, full length mirrors. So I haven't seen what I look like in a full length mirror for a while until I actually go to the gym and I see it. And it's really had a huge impact. Not that I'm someone who looks in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, but it's just been this reduced cognitive load. I'm not checking my outfit. I'm not really seeing how I look. I'm not thinking about it because I don't have the ability to actually fully check my body. I can just check my face. I get dressed and I leave. And it's as though I have so much less to think about or consider. It's really strange. Mm. 
it's it is we we're kind of obsessed with ourselves aren't we as humans like even when I'm at the gym I'm subconsciously (laughs) you just look at yourself and you're drawn to your own reflection and then that's usually you know accompanied with not so nice thoughts about yourself and so if you can kind of take that temptation away I would absolutely see how you're kind of like giving yourself a little bit more brain space rather than it being filled up with these thoughts about the way that you look, even, you know, positive or negative. Um, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That is wild. Mm-hmm. That and Sorry, I just want to go back to, to the term. So what kind of adaptation was it? What was it called? Visual adaptation. So essentially mm-hmm. we are adapting what we see, how we think to what we are exposed to. So if you're constantly exposed to people who are perfect, lean, smaller, prettier, use filters, you're actually going to start to see that as normal and start to see people who are average or people who have, you know, regular bodies as being larger and seeing yourself as worse or as an outlier or abnormal. Mm. That's really interesting. And you know why is because it reinforces how powerful it is what we allow our eyes to see and the impact Mm -hmm. that that has. Like the psychological impact that it has is crazy. It's crazy. And comparison making is another big reason that we all struggle with body image because you're not comparing yourself to the guy with the beer gut, are you? You're not comparing yourself to the girl sitting at home binging on ice cream you just think I'm the girl sitting at home binging on ice cream everyone else is eating chicken and broccoli so we are constantly comparing ourselves to a small sub group of people that usually are not within the same age demographic Mm -hmm. characteristics so we compare ourselves to people who are I guess not an accurate or fair sample size yeah no, absolutely. But that's the images that are force fed to us. And I guess because they are and those images are praised, that's just further reinforcement of, oh, okay, that's what we need to look like in order to, I don't know, be attractive or to feel good about ourselves. So it's kind of like this vicious cycle, isn't it really? It really, really mm. is. And going back to what you said, people think changing their body is going to change how they feel about it. But you have to work on how you feel about your body in order to lean into the behaviors that have the potential to alter your body. But it's about arriving at a place where you say, whether or not my body changes, I'm good. My mm-hmm. body is good regardless of how it looks. Love that, Steph. Okay, I have a great example of this because, and I want to say that I was the girl that had terrible body image, but I want to talk to you about how my body image and the way that I view myself has evolved. So yesterday I was on my stories and I made sort of like a bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke about what I look like at the moment. For anyone that listens, I've had some some stressful stuff happen in my life and as a result of that, I haven't been exercising and I haven't been eating the way that I should be eating, just purely from a stress standpoint and I've noticed that I've lost weight right now uh I made a comment that was maybe taken as derogatory about the way that I looked and I I take the mickey out of myself quite a lot so actually I don't know if that's just an Australian term I poke fun at myself essentially and um, I've gotten so many DMs more than usual of people going no Tash you look great don't no no don't say that about yourself you look great and I thought oh 
I, I'm in the position at the moment and, and listen, there's days where I look at myself and I don't like the way that I look. I'm nowhere near perfection here, but it doesn't really bother me anymore. So I look at myself in the mirror and I go, do you know what? The way that I'm looking at the moment isn't the way that I like to look the majority of the time, truthfully. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I still look at myself and it has zero impact on my confidence in who I am because I love mm. my body. I love my body when it's got less fat on it. I love my body when there's more fat on it. I feel healthier and happier and fitter at a certain weight range or certain look, I should say. But ultimately I've made the promise to my body that I'm going to nourish it and I'm going to care for it and I'm going to love it. And I know that's a bit of a funny term, love it, but I'm going to accept it for what it is regardless. And I wanted to say that to everyone that Hey, no, like, you know, I, I almost see it as not a part of me in a way, you know, like I can, I can look at it and make a joke, but it's actually not how I feel about myself. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. And that's the key. The key is not to think I have to love my body at all times. It's even when I'm having a bad body image day, it is not distressing and it doesn't impact my life so much. I relate to exactly what you said. I was so bloated time of the month. I was super bloated and I get bad bloating and yeah, my stomach was huge. In the past, I would have thought I'm so fat. I'm disgusting. I'm just going to binge eat. What's the point? But I just said, I get bloated at this time of the month and this is not my body on a consistent basis. I'm going to accept this. I'm going to honor the bloat and just give my body what it needs. And I know it will go down, but it's okay. My body's going to go through different stages and seasons, but doesn't change the way I feel as myself, as a person, feel about myself as a person. Yeah, that's awesome. And and if we're like realistic with ourselves, like women, because of our the different hormones in a month, our body changes quite significantly a lot. So if you think about if you have this certain image in your head of how you feel about yourself, the roller coaster of emotions you're going to feel on a monthly basis depending on what you wake up and what you look like, right? And that's a, mm. that's really horrible and quite exhausting. So all right, well, for anyone listening they're probably like, yeah, this sounds fantastic, but I'm not there. <laughs> I don't like the way that I look. I hate my body. So what on earth do I do? What is the answer, Steph? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I like to say that hating your body doesn't change it. You've tried that. You've tried hating it. You've tried berating it. It doesn't change anything. So you don't have to love it, but you don't have to hate and berate it either. Because when we have negative thoughts about ourselves, that creates negative feelings. And when we have negative feelings, we engage in unhelpful behaviors. So for example, let me give you an example. Uh, You don't go to the gym because you're tired. That might set off some thoughts. I'm lazy. I'm disgusting. I'm never going to lose weight. What's the point? I'm such a failure. Those thoughts lead you to feel guilty, bad, defeated, upset. Are you going to honor yourself and engage in health-related behaviors if you're feeling that way? Probably not. Are you going to stay at home and have a pint of ice cream, watch Netflix and not message your friends and withdraw? Probably. And there's nothing wrong with that just not consistently to the point it's distressing. So what you need to remember is hating it doesn't change it, but you don't have to love it either. You can be somewhere in the middle. So you've heard of body positivity, body neutrality, and body image resilience, and we can go through that as well if you like. 
Mm, yes, let's because they sound like big terms and they're quite confusing. So let's dive into that. The first thing to do is to acknowledge that you are at where you're at and it's okay. Hating your body doesn't change it. So you don't have to be super positive. You don't have to love it, but you don't have to berate it either because those negative thoughts are not going to help you engage in helpful behaviors. So the first thing is identify when you are going down that bad body image spiral and start to recognize those thoughts for what they are, but know that you don't have to engage in those thoughts. Now, just to break down the body positivity movement. So body positivity, it is all about loving your body and it is great and it's fantastic if you can get to that point, but it does take time. It is a huge jump from having consistent negative thoughts about your body. And some people might really struggle with this. So People may find body neutrality more attainable. So this is about detaching how you treat your body and how you view your body. It focuses on appreciation for what your body can do as opposed to how your body looks. It means viewing your body as neither morally good or bad, but instead it just is. So it allows you to move through life without hyper fixating on your appearance as a measure of your worth. And that all sounds good and nice and it can help with body acceptance. I think it's a bit hard. It's almost as though we're sort of saying food is just fuel and your body is just your body. It's so much more than that. And it's such a, we can't just attach. I think it's a bit unrealistic. So I love to focus on body image resilience. And that's what we teach at Food Freedom. It's about being able to manage days that feel harder with your body image because your body image will fluctuate and having a awesome body does not make you immune to that. So how do we increase our body image resilience? Let me take you through the steps. Number one, we let go of the belief that weight loss is going to fix a bad body image. Yes, weight loss can give you a sense of accomplishment, a sense of achievement, a sense of feeling more confident, However, there are a lot of unhealthy ways people get there, which 95% of people end up putting the weight back on and then their body image is even worse. And it just feeds into this idea that your body image is good when you are losing weight. Whereas you want to know my body image is good and my body is okay, no matter what stage of my life I'm at. So if you can let go of that belief, you can start to say, my body image is something I need to work on regardless of whether or not I'm trying to lose weight. The second thing is increase your awareness around those bad body image days and notice it for what it is. Like you said, Tash, you're not where you want to be at at the moment, but you're okay with that. It's not distressing to you. It doesn't control what you eat. It doesn't control what you do with your day. It doesn't ruin your day. We observe it, we call it out and we honor it. Same with me. I was super bloated and I didn't hate myself for it. I just said, time of the month, I'm bloated. I'm just going to wear a loose top that feels a bit more comfortable for me. And this will be over tomorrow. You know, just let it go. And the third thing is you can make some physical shifts to help you feel a bit more comfortable. So if you are feeling a little bit more bloated, wear a baggy tee to the gym or wear clothes you feel good in. People are very preoccupied with only buying clothes if they lose weight and they don't shop for their size and spend money on themselves if maybe they are in a larger body or they might be hesitant. So find clothes you feel good in. That's a really big one. 
We see girls yeah. do that all the time. It is so incredibly pointless and it's really just self-sabotage. Mm. Yeah. Yep. It's, it, all it'll do is just reinforce how uncomfortable you feel in your body. We all go through seasons, like you said, Steph, before your body goes through seasons. Why are you trying to look back at past seasons and put yourself into a position that you were in when life looked completely different to what it looks like today? Yes. And on that note, let go of the past. Start to actually question your mind and your beliefs. Why are you holding on to those genes Is it so important that you fit back into them? Why are you keeping these clothes in your cupboard that don't fit anymore? Why do you feel you have to fit into bathers? Find bathers that suit your body. So for me, I love one pieces. I'm obsessed with one pieces at the moment, but I always used to think I need a bikini body. I need to fit into a bikini. You don't wear shorts, wear a sarong, be comfortable. And you don't have to fit into clothes. Clothes fit you. Do you know what I'm saying? So totally. it's about accepting that and knowing that sizes are going to vary in shops and it doesn't mean that you're huge or it doesn't mean that you're unworthy. If you buy a larger size, sizes don't mean anything. And the second last thing I'll say is exposure. It's such a great tool. I actually did exposure on myself today. So as I said, I love wearing one pieces because I feel my best in them. I feel great. I feel they're very flattering. They suit me and I I like wearing them. And my stomach is so white. The rest of me is very tanned. But I thought, no, I'm going to take my own advice. And today I'm going to wear the bikini. I love my body. I honor my body at all shapes, sizes, stages. And I'm going to do it. And people are, oh, my God, I love the pink bathers. Or, hey, like, you know, it looks really nice. And that felt good because exposure helps you Break down the beliefs in your brain that keep you in an avoidance cycle. So, for example, if you think I can't wear shorts, the only way to get through that is to wear shorts because that's going to prove to your brain that it is safe to wear shorts and that not everyone's going to point out your legs because you're wearing shorts. So you have to actually step into your stretch zone and gently expose yourself to the things you're waiting to lose weight for. I'll wear shorts when I lose weight. I'll go to the beach when I lose weight. Do that now because that shows that you respect your body and you're willing to give yourself pleasure and enjoyment at this weight, shape and size. That's powerful. Hard, but powerful. And let's hard. Let's just remind all the girls like that. Please don't wait until the day that you feel ready to do all of this stuff because you're never going to feel ready. This is going to feel uncomfortable. And I'm sure it felt uncomfortable for you as well, Steph. It wasn't just like, yeah. So it was a, it was the hard choice for you, but it was the right choice for you. And I'm sure throughout that now that that experience today, then the next time you put on that same bikini, you're going to feel more confident because you've taken that first step. Yeah. Yeah. And I always use the analogy of stepping into a cold pool. When you take that first step, you're like, oh, this is freezing and you just want to step out. But if you stay on that step and you take a few breaths, soon the water is going to, you're going to acclimatize and you're not going to feel it. Then you go on the next step and you're like, oh, this is cold. The water's on my belly. You might want to get out of the pool. But if you just wait there long enough, if you tolerate that initial discomfort, you're going to condition yourself to be able to go into the pool. So every time you want to do body exposure, 
think of it as taking steps into a cold pool. Maybe you'll wear a sarong the first time around. Maybe you'll wear shorts or I'm just giving examples of going to the beach or something like that because that's what everyone fears. So think, how can I make a little exposure hierarchy for myself and sit with that discomfort? Otherwise, you're going to be sitting with the discomfort your whole life. You're going to wake up when you're 80 years old and think, why the hell didn't I just go to the beach? You're going to look at photos and think, my God, I thought I was fat in that photo. We are all, we're not here forever. And you know what? Yes, it's hard and yes, it's scary to do. But what is even scarier is thinking one day you're going to look back and think I should have just gone for a goddamn swim. Yeah, that's how, that's that's the memories of life. Like if you if you actually really stop and think about the good times in your life, they're experiences. And so many of us are held back because we don't have the confidence in ourselves, which really, from what I'm hearing, Steph, is fear, right? Like that fear and we're not living. And you're right. We've got one life and we can't take any of this back. We can't take the past back. It's a really powerful yeah. thought. It's scary, but it is really powerful. Yeah. And it, think about it. You know, at 25, I did a video, I think, and it's like at 18, oh, my stomach's so fat, I need to cover it up. At 25, oh, my body's saggy. You know, at 30, oh my gosh, my arms are saggy. It's never going to end and you cannot beat time. So if it's your stomach, it's going to be your wrinkles, it's going to be your age. Now may be the time you are at your youngest and your healthiest and you're not accepting it, you're not seeing it, so don't Mm. waste it. Mm. Yeah, Uh, and easier said than done I understand and it can seem Mm -hmm. very overwhelming and I think that's the whole reason that you've come up with this awareness strategy because the thought of going jumping from feeling completely uncomfortable and hating yourself to trying to learn to just live life and not think about it is too much too much and I know that the girls listening yes will feel that way so these are tangible little things that you can try really slowly yes. to begin to implement to be able to eventually get to that place where it doesn't matter as much, which it will happen, but you need to start putting the work in now. Yes, baby steps. And that will build your confidence and it will lead you to be a person that engages in the behaviours that you want to engage in. And I guess one of the other tips I'll recommend is diversify your social media feed. Have people in larger bodies, have more curvy people, have people with disabilities, have people of different color, different race, expose your mind to a variety. And if you want to do an exercise, you can go out and compare yourself to every third person you see on the street. And what you'll see is a much more representative sample of the population as opposed to just comparing yourself to people who are thinner, taller, more attractive, et cetera. So, yeah, that's another exercise I would recommend. I don't know how people, I I don't follow anyone <laughs> that is a model or that is conventionally beautiful and, and not because I don't have anything good to say, but first of all, I feel like a lot of those accounts, that is what it is centered around, right? So it's mm. really, really easy. And a great example of this is I posted a reel on Monday and I was in my underwear and I don't post, like I... I try not to put out too much content without much clothes on, but that got 
so much more engagement than my reels when I'm just talking or it's just my face. And the yes. reason is, is because we're all very curious. We are human beings that like to look at other human beings. That is just a part of life. And it's not necessarily bad. However, if you know that you are not in the mindset of being able to control what your mind does then when you're seeing these images, which the majority of the time are women, if you're following women that are conventionally really beautiful, maybe the top 1% of the population, maybe they do have a lot of filters, you're not seeing the real them, that is for anyone, for me, that's going to make me feel terrible about myself. I won't do that to myself. I won't allow my eyes to see that. Not that that person's doing anything wrong, but I need to be protective of myself and my own peace and my own mental health. And that's only something that you can implement for yourself. Yeah. And I think the most important thing, everyone listening to this, is to really ask yourself some deep, hard questions. And it's about, if I was to achieve my dream body tomorrow, what would that give me that I can't get now why do you want to be a certain weight what that what is that going to give you oh more confidence more confidence to do what oh I don't know go on dates you can do that right now so dig deep dig deep and ask yourself what is it really and this is why so many people struggle to to set goals and work on them because they don't even know why they're doing it they think they need to lose weight but when they dig 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 they actually don't really know what it is. So I ask people who are listening, really question yourself. And apart from your body image, how else do you measure your worth? What else is important to you? Your family, your friends, your career, your, you know, what else is important to you apart from your body image? If you weren't focusing on your body image, who are you? Mm, That is so key. That is so key. Um, and in my story too as well, where like what shifted for me was shifting my focus and finding where my value lied. And I know a lot of listeners will resonate with this, but for me, I just used to have all of my value lied on the way that I look. So God forbid I put weight on or I don't look hot because then who am I and who's going to care about me and who's going to love me? And when I realized that and was really honest with myself, I thought, hold on, I actually don't like anything about me. And I think the only good thing about Mm. me is maybe like the attention I'll get or the acceptance I'll receive for the way that I look when it was what I needed to work on is seeing my value. Like, who am I? You're right. That was to be stripped away tomorrow. Where does my joy come from? Where does my fulfillment come from? What am I on this planet to do? How do people see me? What's going to be my legacy? These are the questions, just like you were saying, Steph, the listeners need to ask themselves. Otherwise, they're going to chase this idea of feeling good about themselves or finally feeling at peace with themselves through this thing that they value so much, they're external, which they'll actually just never arrive at. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's so important. And just remember how you look is probably the least interesting thing about you. 100%. Yeah, totally. And if it is the most interesting thing about you, you're a very boring person. (laughs) 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 And you don't want that. Who wants to be known for how hot they were in their 20s? Because let me tell you, once you get older, Mm. there's going to be hotter people. You know, you can't keep up. And if that's all you're known for, how sad. You know, because you're going to be discarded, especially as a female as well, unfortunately. It's just the way that it is. So you don't want to be known Mm. for that, do you? No, you want to be a person who can be happy and love and accept 
where they're at, no matter where they're at and how they look or if they're having a bad day, it doesn't ruin the rest of your week or the rest of your life. So it's about just being consistently cognizant of that and working on it and working on your mind. That's the most important thing. That's a great place to leave it. Thank you so much, Steph, for coming on. You're always just full of wisdom. <sighs> I love our conversations. We could talk forever. Um, but Thank for you. any of the listeners, you should definitely go follow Steph. She is. She just puts out amazing content, very helpful content. So where can the people find you? Thank you, Tash. You can find me at Mind Food Steph on Instagram and TikTok. And they've got some really great free resources. If you click the link in my bio, if you struggle with binge eating, I've got a tracker you can download, a burnout guide, lots of different things. And yeah, there's so much there. So let me know if you've got any questions. I've also got a book. Use the code MindFood20 for a discount. And I'll make sure I'll get that all linked in our show notes as well. Thanks again, Steph. <laughs>